Hey yo, what's goody people? You like my shades? I'm styling on you. Um, these are my these are my exercising shades. They're actually prescription. Yo, these gnats are. They keep making me think that there's mosquitoes, but it's not mosquitoes. It's just gnats. Gosh, it's annoying. But what's up, y'all? I'm out of frame. I'm in frame. It doesn't even matter. Fix it up a little bit. But, um, yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to our our newest of, of locations. I am out here on this beautiful Saturday. It's probably like 70 degrees, maybe a little over 70, if that. Out here at UNCG on the little, um, if you went to UNCG, uh, University of North Carolina of Greensboro you know there's like there's like these uh, these little small golf course type spots so it's it's one right behind like the soccer field um, so behind the soccer field beside the softball field and then there's another there's a bigger one that's more for like practice your driving and stuff um like driving the ball, like hitting the ball pretty far distance. But typically you don't do that on that course because it's two holes. So it's it's one on one side and then one on the opposite side. So it's like you're not going to drive your ball from one side to the other side. You might hit somebody that doesn't, you know, look down that way because they're like, oh, of course people aren't going to drive on this little, you know, 150, 200 yard uh, little course. But nah, it's a beautiful day, man. Sun's out. There's no clouds at all, but it's like cool. You know, we're coming into that that early fall where it still warms up in the afternoon, but it cools off closer to the to the night, and it's cooler in the mornings. So it's real nice and copacetic out here. People exercising, playing volleyball. People were skateboarding a second ago. It's really nice out today, man. It's like a beautiful day. But, um, yeah, we're back to it. Been going for a while. Appreciate all the FaceTimes, all the phone calls, the emails. Appreciate all the fan mail and, and letters you guys been sending out. Man, I, I truly do. It's kind of, you know, it really motivated me to, to, to feel a lot better when I came back. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hold that in. Uh, <laughs> y'all didn't care. <laughs> um, but you know, we uh, we out here. I am. Um, it's been what? It's probably a couple weeks. So the most recent one I did was like one about uh, my thoughts on essentially like black men who. Transgender men and um, men who are attracted to the same sex or or in relationship with same sex same sex relationships. Um, so yeah, not same sex attraction, but same sex relationships. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can check that out. Uh, give me your thoughts, man. I'm 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 throwing myself out there in a in a realm that you know I. Uh, I've always thought of being in, you know, it's like, all right, Lord, use me for the, for the people 
in the LGBTQ community, or sorry, plus community, you know, use me. And then stuff happened and I ain't really, and I'm also a people pleaser, man. I be getting nervous to, to share, share my faith and share my views in that way. I be getting, I be getting nervous. You know what I mean? I mean, which is natural, you know, with, with growing up, how I did, always trying to make people feel good, make people feel happy, make them feel seen, make them feel heard, make them feel like they got a friend in me. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, okay, well now, you know, there's a little bit different call on my life to, to how I live and how I carry myself and how I speak to people. So it's like, you know, you can't just be a friend. You can, I can't just be there. You know, every now and then I'm have to shake it up. Yeah, you know I mean, let them know what's up. Let them know what I believe and know to be true, and see how they feel about it. But always, it's always it's always different because a lot of Christians before me, a lot of people who call themselves Christians before me, and a lot of Christians now in the same time period as of the present make it hard for people like me. Like, I want to share my views, but. I don't want you to put me in that box of, oh, you just condemning. You just hate people. You just hate gay people. You just hate people of the LGBTQ community. And it's like, never that, you know? Like, ask anybody I've been around. Ask anybody that has spent time around me. And it's like, you get the same response. And, and I'm thankful. And it took me a while to, like, be receptive of this and, and be appreciative of this. But it's like, they're going to say, like, nah, like, gay he's going to make you feel, he's going to make you feel like a friend and you just met him, you know, you're going to, he's going to make you feel comfortable, make you feel like you guys have been friends for a long time. And this is your, this is your second time seeing each other, your first conversation ever. And I, and I, I, I love that. I love that God has kind of wired me that way. And I, I love the fact that, you know, my dad helped set that example for me too. Cause I mean, he was the same way, like at work, everybody knows him and loves him. And he, he don't even remember their first name. <laughs> uh, so my dad's trick, his trick to, to like remembering people and, you know, not making people feel like he forgot them or something. He would say the first initial, their first name. Um, or like if you was, if you was a black guy, he'd just call you black. He'd be like, ah, oh, what up black? Or something like that. Or what up Q? Ah, oh, that's my man P, A, P. Like he, like literally just the first initial. And people loved him. People loved him, yo. And it's just like going home or or before he sees somebody, whenever I was at work with him at the hospital, he worked at the hospital. And then he sees somebody, he's like, yo, it's my man Kay. Kay be my son, it's Scoop. And I'm just like, hey, you don't even remember his name. But like he thinks you, this person thinks you're the, you're the coolest person at work. Like he was probably, he probably think you're his best friend. <laughs> And I know you don't even know this dude's name, but it like like that's how that's how I kind of grew up to. That's kind of how that that he was definitely a, a a not a cultivator, a molder, part of the molding of of how I treated people, how how I treat people, how I greet people. You know what I'm saying? How I interact with people, especially for like first time meeting people and and or coworkers and stuff like that. And it's like, it's hard to take that along with my faith into conversations of, you know, um, 
if I got married to another man, would you come to my wedding, Gabe, or something like that? Because it's like, I don't, I want to tell you the truth, but I don't want you to think that I hate you just because I'm saying something that goes against, you know, uh, th- this th- th- this part of you, you know, this, this thing that's a huge part of your identity and whatnot. Um, that's hard for me. I mean, some people is easy. I mean, that's, that's just... That's neither here nor there. You know, I'm not everybody. You know, there's some people like me. There's some people that aren't like me. Nothing wrong with that. And I think, I think it's, yeah, it's it's different. And lately, and one of the reasons why I wanted to come on today, I'm going to go ahead and lay down, man. I'm, I might take a little nappy nap. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to come on today was to talk about I went down another rabbit hole, by the way. I went down the rabbit hole of street preaching. Okay? I went down the rabbit hole of street preaching. Like people people on on the on the corners, people on the sidewalks, walking around, preaching, right? And I've I've always been a fan of people that could do that, you know. It's like, dang, it takes a special person to to be able to to put themselves out there like that, to share their faith like that. But then I had I was quickly quickly reminded going through this rabbit hole of like, nah, some people some some people God ain't really called to this to to be out here in the streets like that. Cause you 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 pushing more people away than pulling them to to God and and, and making a and making a statement for for God's kingdom. You you more so you more so making a statement that God's people are hateful and judgmental and condemning, but you know, there's also that that's just going to come with, with any time you with, I think specifically with the Christian faith, because you know, we, we believe that we are to, to call people up and, and, and to, to love them by telling them the truth and, and literally the the truth even even in the bible is it's salty it's different it's it's offensive to to our natural way of life so you know when whenever i was in a service and it's like they talk about stuff that i was doing i'm like dang man that's crazy i'd be feeling bad <laughs> you know like shoot why he got a why the, why the pastor talking about me but he ain't saying my name like, if, I mean, if you want to fight, we could fight, Pastor. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if it's like that, you just want to put me out on blast like that. You know, it is what it is. You can see me out behind the church, you feel me? Yeah, I mean, nothing crazy, just a little just a little quick quick little slap bop. You know what I mean? Go out back, slap bop. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, then we can shake it up like a man. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, even even myself growing up in the church, that's how I felt. And then there there's also those sermons within some black churches, not all, not all black churches, but, you know, some black churches will have those summers where it's like, you know, it, it sounds like, and it, it can even sometimes feel like people who go to the club, people who are having, you know, premarital sex, people who are, um, people who are in same-sex relationships, it's like, it seems and sounds like they're bashing, you know, and, and it sounds like they're, they're condemning these people. And, and more times than not, it doesn't sound like a 
a message or a sermon of love and, and a sermon of, of being called back or, or sermon to say like what, what the, the reality of, of the life that you're living is, is true, is real. But God wants so much more and has so much more. You know, there's there's no there's no end to what God could do for you. But there is an end to, you know, the lifestyle that you're living. Like you're going to you're not going to take any of this stuff with you. So why live for it if you can't take it with you? You know, when on the bright side, it's like, yeah, you got that. You got that good news within the gospel of, you know, eternal life with God and, and stuff like that. And so going down this rabbit hole, man, I really saw a lot of. I saw some who were doing a pretty solid job. Like they had like actual conversations with people. Um, and then within that conversation, you know, a hard conversation didn't let up, wasn't, wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't make God's message and God's gospel different. Didn't change anything. Didn't alter anything to make it sound sweet to the ears, but you know, kept it a buck. And, and one person was like, you know what? I will pray for you. I will, I will repent in this moment because at first, at first you, you was a, you was a straight a-hole. You know what I mean? I came over here to put you in your place. But the more that they talked, the more that they, that he heard that person and that person felt heard and, and was listening to the truth that, that the, that the guy was, uh, preaching. It's like, snap. I, there is some stuff that I need to work on and, and I, and it is okay for me to repent. Like I need to like seeing that need in that moment. It's like, that's a, that's a good example of it. But then there's bad examples of like, you know, walking up and down the street and it's like, people try to stop and talk to you, but you know, you literally say the life that you're living is sinful. You need to turn back. God is calling you to repent. And then it's like a minute, a minute, literally, literally like a minute or two of like disagreement. Um, you just keep walking and go back to God is calling you to repent, repent. I, I did this and this and this and then Jesus saved me. He can do the same for you. And then it's like, but you're not you're not giving time to those who are actually stopping to talk to you and have a conversation. Like, I feel like that, you know, isn't isn't the best because now people just seeing you going up and down the main strip of this of this city not really caring you know like that's that's what that gives off um and and you can kind of see it in the video it's like it's no point in talking to you like I just saw how you treated the other person you didn't even you ain't say have a nice day you ain't say all right have a go and you ain't say hey can I pray for you nothing like that it's just like a all right I'm gonna keep pushing you ain't give me what I want you're not giving me what I want I'm gonna keep pushing and so, like, those type of street preachers are weird in my mind. And then you have those who are, you know, just the fire, hell, brimstone, repent or go to hell. Look at how you dress. You going to hell. I, you look at you and your boyfriend over there going to hell, you know. Or a young lady, you and your girlfriend are going to hell. Like, we all know that's the worst. Like, Jesus never set that example. Um in the Bible, whenever he was teaching the people uh, that would come, the crowds that would come around him, he never, he never spoke to people in a condemning way like that. You know, it was always parables and, and redemption stories. It wasn't, hey, only death, 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 because of the life you're living. Like you can't just give the bad news. You got to give the good and the bad. I, I like to think of a sandwich. I like to think of a, hey, here's here's the good thing. 
here's the bad thing. But here's the good thing again, you know, because you always want to make sure that you you give you give the truth of like, hey, we're messed up on our own. Like, look, look at what look at what humans over time have done to one another and to this earth. <laughs> like you can, <laughs> we need somebody help. Good gracious. We need somebody help. Somebody got to come and help us. Somebody got to come and save us from us. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, look, look at what we doing with, with our own free will. Like, free will ain't never stopped. Free will ain't started and stopped and started back. Free will's been here, you know. And, and, and at one point, God was just like, all right, y'all wilding entirely too much. I'm killing everybody. And rightfully so. A lot. Of, I know that that's a big, uh, that's a big thing for some people. Like it's hard for them to understand that God would kill almost everybody and kill almost all the animals, you know, and then kind of start over with with Moses and his family or uh, Noah and his family. Um, and it's just like, why why shouldn't he have? He had every right to. He made he made us to glorify him. And we never chose to glorify him. Like, <laughs> like, come on. And then, and then after he did it, he was like, "All right, bad, 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 for sure, for sure." Okay, so look, check this out. Check this out. I'm not gonna kill all y'all again and leave just one family and start all over with one little family. But I'm gonna put this promise up in the sky. You know, the rainbow. They say a bow, and the Bible says bow. I, I haven't even looked that up. The Greek word for bow that's used in the Bible or the or the Hebrew or whatever for bow. I wonder what that is. I mean, that might be the same thing or like band. I think some, I think some Bibles might say band in the sky. Um, but also if you didn't know, look it up. A rainbow is a full circle. When you're on the ground, yes, we see like a half, a half bow or a half circle, but that's because we're in the ground. When you're in the air, oh man, that thing is crazy. It's literally a perfect circle of just color of all the, like the, you know, the colors of the rainbow is so beautiful. Like when I, when I heard that, when I learned that, um, when I learned that I looked it up and I started to see some, I saw some videos, I saw a picture and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like forget seeing a half rainbow. I want to see, I want a full rainbow. Yeah. I mean, I want to see God's promise to its full extent just so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of half a rainbow. Lord, I'd probably go into a praise break with a full rainbow standing on the ground, you know. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but anywho, going down this rabbit hole of street preachers and, and, and whatnot, I thought to myself, I was like, man, what, like, what type of street preacher would I have needed or would I want to, to run into if I wasn't living for God? You know, and I just kept thinking that. And, and like, at one point, uh, maybe, like, halfway through this week, I just got tired of watching them. I kind of stopped watching them. Um, I didn't really like seeing it because I was reminded of another verse. Um, there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about uh, when the last day, when Judgment Day comes and, and there are people who were casting out demons in God's name, in, in Jesus' name, and they were uh, preaching um, to people in Jesus' name, and they were doing all these things in Jesus' name, and it's like, Jesus is going to be like, okay, 
get up out of here. I, I never knew you. Like, who are you? Like, you're, you're not my, you're not, you're not my heir. You're, you're not a son. You're not a child of mine. And I'm just like, dang, like there are people truly out here that are doing all these amazing things from my point of view, but they're going to get to heaven and God's going to be like, nah, this ain't the place for you. Like, go away from me. <laughs> like, that's just crazy. That, I think that's so wild. And so when I was, when I was reminded that um, verse, I was kind of, you know, I was really kind of put off because I'm like, man, I don't know who I'm watching is going to make it to heaven. You know, some of these it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's great that they're doing that. I, fe- I felt good that, you know, somebody around them is going to be pulled closer to God because one, God is amazing. He can use anything and anybody in any situation at any time. And it's just like, okay, God can use it. That's great. But I don't want to just keep watching this and, and thinking like, oh, this person's really dope, man. Look at what they're doing for God. And it's like, I'd rather just know, yes, there are people out there doing it for God's glory and 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 they're, and they're true um, and faithful in their in their worship and, and their call. But there's also people who's not going to enter into heaven and God's going to be like, you know, get away from me. I, I never knew you. Yeah, you know I mean, that type. And so, uh, yeah, I stopped watching and, and I kept thinking like, man, what, what type of preacher would I want to run into if I was a non-believer? What type of preacher would I want to hear talk about, you know, Jesus came to save the LGBTQ community? And I was like, I honestly would probably, I want a pastor who their tone is welcoming. Like, I feel like you got to have a welcoming tone. You know, there can't be a lot of like high um, vibrato or like uh, like um, I don't want any I don't want any old school pastor. <gasps> and Jesus came to save. Uh, I don't want none of that. Like <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Like I don't nah. I don't want none of that. Um I don't want it to be like super soft. Like you need to have some type of authority in your voice or I'm just, uh, it's, it's going to sound really soft and I don't know. I want, I want something firm, something welcoming, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, y'all ever been to Moe's? Y'all go to Moe's? You know how they be like, Welcome to Moe's. Like, they be coming in, they be saying it like that. Like, sometimes, some of them be doing it right. Like, whenever you walk into a restaurant, and when they say it, you feel welcome. Like, I want something like that. I want a tone like that. You know what I mean? You want want me to to come over here and eat up this word that you got? Like, you got to welcome me in. You feel me? Your tone got to be something like that. You know what I mean? Um, I think I'm going to just lay down. I'm going to go grab my book bag so I can lay down. Hold on. so nice that this is just whatever I want it to be.
So yeah, you got to be nice and and warm and and what nice and warm and welcoming. Um, I need like there's a really also there's a really nice tree. I love I love I love like when the sun is like this and it's really casting out a great ray of light um, towards everything as it's going down uh, because you got the shadows, you got. You know, you got the full essence of the color within the the plants and the buildings and, um, you know, the brick. UNCG's got a lot of red brick buildings, so it looks really nice when the sun hits it like this. Um, and there's some really cool, like, big trees over here by the, you know, the sand courts and the um, basketball courts and whatnot. So that's my that's my view that I'm seeing. So this is, yeah. I just enjoy this, but, um, I need a welcoming tone, and then, and then whenever, whatever you talking about, whatever you pick to talk about, like, it needs to be from a sense of, like, I need, I need, like, bits of your testimony in it, you know, you ain't gotta be specific with it if you don't want to, but I need to know you ain't forgot that you were a sinner, too, you know, if you, you trying to preach to people who were once like you, you know, or not, not who you were once like, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you were out here in the world, you know, sinning as everybody is before they find Jesus, you know, I, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. You know what I mean? You got to let me know you're not no square. You know what I'm saying? You're not no, you're not no idiot to, to, to what you were brought from. Like if, if I can hear that, in your message and how you preaching to me on this corner for no reason on my beautiful afternoon while I'm about to go grab lunch with the homies or whatever, brunching with the whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I need to know, okay, you know what? He He's talking about me being insane, but he remembers when they, they that this person, man or woman, this person remembers when they were insane. They remember what it's like to be to be where I am right now. You know what I mean? Like, I need some of that. I don't want you to just be like, Jesus is calling you from this, you know, this life that you're living, if you're doing this and doing this, like, nah, I need some, Jesus brought me from this, you know, I remember when I was doing this and felt empty, and then I searched for this and felt empty, and, you know, I tried this, that didn't work, and then I actually tried Jesus, he didn't work the first time, but then I truly saw him, and then it worked, you know, I need some stuff like that, you feel me? You know, you ain't got to be coming from nothing crazy. You don't have to have been a, a a huge drug addict from, like, cocaine or crack or something. You don't have to have been an ex-killer. But, like, I need to know that you you understand that you had some sin that Jesus had to save you from. And then, and, and then on top of that, on top of that, you have things that, that he's still sanctifying you through. I also need to hear that Jesus is still sanctifying you. Sancti- I feel like sanctification is a, is a huge thing that doesn't really get talked about in street preaching. I don't feel I don't feel like they I don't feel like a lot of street preachers say, you know, but if you do choose to give your life to Jesus, just know it's not gonna be the easiest thing. The devil's gonna hate it. Yeah, I mean. That's why that's why Jesus starts this process called sanctification. You know, he's he's making you more like him and 
putting you in opportunities to be more like him or, 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 or not putting you in opportunities. But yeah, actually, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes it'll put you in opportunities where it's like, all right, I need to grow you in this. Are you ready for this? Or, or you just end up in an opportunity because of your, your, your choices. You know what I'm saying? You going on your own play calling, whatever, whatever. That happens from time to time. And it's like, okay, this opportunity to rise, hey, this is how Jesus can grow you and sanctify you, you know, in patience or, 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 or whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just like, I need that piece too. I need to know that it's not going to be overnight. I need to know it's not going to be, you know, next week I'm perfect. You know, I need to know that this is going to be a process and a long process and not an easy process, you know, because it's, it's easy to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, but if Jesus is promising me life and love and peace and, and all these fulfilling things that I, that I want, that I like, that sounds good, I need to know what the cost is. You feel me? Like, what's the, what's the cost of getting all of this? You know, because it can't be free. It can't just be free. But it is free. It's free, and it comes at the cost of eternal life. <laughs> like, to be grown by God, you have to be willing to receive eternal life. <laughs> and and for Jesus to change you for the better. You know? I think that I think that's a I think that's a fair price. I think that's a fair price. To 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 receive eternal life, to to become a better person, you know, because now you look more like Jesus. And and then to to get all these things on earth before you die and go to heaven. Like, God blesses you in ways that no one could ever bless you, you know? And I think, you know, there's there's verses that speak to, to things like, uh, you know, you, you're fulfilled and, and, um, and you can uh, be, be sustained when you're doing the Lord's will. And it's just like, that's so true. It's so true. There's been so many times, man, where, um, you know, back home with my mom, uh, we do this thing called the giveaway at our church, and we go... I mean, we go hours. I'm talking hours straight, like no food, no water. And we just want hours, picking up heavy boxes, moving bags of clothes, putting clothes out, setting tables up, grabbing tables from upstairs, taking it downstairs in the church basement. And it's like, we would just go. And not once will we be like, oh, I can't do it no more. I'm going to do it. Never. Like the Lord would literally just give us like this super strength and we could just go. Like, yeah, we felt tired. Yeah, we'd be like, whew, I'm feeling a little bit. But, like, we could still just go because we knew we needed to set up. We knew we needed to be prepared. We knew we needed to be ready for the people that we wanted to bless with, you know, clothes and shoes and all this stuff. And God, every single time, it would never fail. He would, every single time, give us the energy we needed. Every single time. So, like, I, I know that that part of the Bible is true. Like, I know that. I can be fulfilled and, and, and be sustained off the Lord's work, you know, well, do, doing the Lord's work. So it's like, I need, I need some truths. I need some examples. Um, I need some, I need, I need some, uh, yeah, I need some real life situations while you preaching to me, my good man. You know, if, I, if I'm giving you my time, I, I need these things. You want me to come to Jesus? I need that. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like with those things, you put all that together. If you put all those things together, I feel like that'd be. I feel. I feel like I would. I feel like I would have gave my life to Christ. You caught me on the corner. I'm about to go 
holler at some biddies, you know. Ooh. <laughs> I'm about to go holler at some shorties. You know what I'm saying? Some little some little tings or what have you. About to go to the club, about to set up this little booty call. But I run into you on the way to that and you on the corner and you preaching like that or or are you you uh you know doing your thing like that. Like I hey, I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna give you my time. You know what I mean? Um and I really love this book that I read. It's called Out of the Black Shadows. Um, it's a story about this uh, African named Stephen Lingu. And this man literally went from like night and day of, uh, you know, being a being a rebel to the to the uh, being a political rebel because um, where he was, they were like being uh, th- there was like certain propaganda being pushed by the government and the government wasn't really you know, rocking with the Africans there, and you know, gentrification was starting and a lot of white people were moving in and, you know, laws were being set in place where, you know, Africans couldn't be in, in white spaces and white neighborhoods and all this stuff. And it's just like, okay, you know, obviously you got the, not militia, what were they called? I forget. I forget what they were called, but, um, you know, the young people who, who go and rebel against the government. So he was a part of that. And then out of this, he started the gang, you know, kicked out of his house, had nowhere to go. His mother left him and his two siblings. And then, you know, his dad didn't want him. And, and, and it's like he's literally by himself. He's he's living out under bridges. He's living. He, he his bed was dirt like he would he would make he would make a hole and then bury himself under the dirt so he wouldn't like freeze to death and stuff. Um, he makes a gang. He's out stabbing people. He's robbing, and then all of a sudden he's about to go bomb this Christian tent because the Africans at that time believed that they were pushing more propaganda through Christian uh, Christian meetings and Christian events. You know, because obviously, again, this is a part of a a, a white culture that. Um, a, cer- a certain white culture that would use Christianity to 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 have their way, to to push certain things, to push certain um, policies, and and and, and, and uh, a lot of different things. And so they were like, "All right, bet we hate Christians because they they don't even really love us. They don't even really want us to be this way, or or, or they want to keep us down like this. They don't want to give us." you know, our rights. They don't want to give us our, our, our land and our country back, you know? So they're like, forget Christians. So he plans to bomb a tent with some of his buddies, um, with some petrol bombs. So like some fire bombs and stuff. And so he's listening to the message and it's a, you know, it's Africans, you know? And, and there's a woman, she gives her testimony and he's like, Whoa, this goes against everything that is a norm in in his country at the time. Like women don't get up on stage and speak. Women don't cry openly like this on stage. And then a man, a man had like uh, essentially like affirmed this woman while she's on stage. And, and you know, he was crying and he was being open. And, and, and again, not the norm in his country at the time. So he's, he's captivated. You know, he's, they, he's like telling the, telling his boys to like, wait a little bit. You know, and he's like, hold on, not yet, not yet. And he's still listening and got, psh, God got him. 
that's all he needed. God got him. Like, he, he caught and saw a glimpse of, like, what life could be, and it was enough for him, you know? He, he changed. He got saved that night and literally started preaching on the corner. But he didn't even know how to read. So this man didn't know how to read and went and preached on the corner. And all he preached was how God changed his life. What he used to do and now how Jesus has changed his life and gave him peace and joy, you know, and met him and encountered God. That's all he did. That's all he evangelized about for, for like a long time. Because still, still, it took like probably like a year and some change. Maybe like a year. Hi, buddy. Hey, bud. Hi, buddy. Hi, bud. Doing good? Wow, that was a little scary. What's his name? <laughs> You're okay. You saw that big old. I don't know if you saw that big old dog, but uh, I got scared. I didn't hear the lady's voice. Her voice was so soft. You're probably not gonna hear it in the recording. But all I heard was like the little tingling of his chain. I said, something's running. I'm, I'm sitting down on the ground. You saw how big that thing was? Yeah, I got scared. I, I couldn't even I couldn't even be like I'm about to I'm about to run I'm about to here because it was already it was already probably like 20 feet once I realized once I actually turned and looked whoo boy he was chill it looked like he had a shot collar on too so he was chilling he was chilling he was chilling boy that scared me that scared me. Not not too much, not too much, not too much. If he would have barked, if he would have barked, oh, I would have been up out of here. I would have, I would have ran. I wouldn't have got far. He would have got me, but I would I would have tried fight or flight, baby. I would have tried to kick him, punch him, whatever. Grab, you gotta you gotta try and grab around the neck or grab a leg and just swing it, swing it, and get up out of there, and just go. I don't know, man. Whew. Had my heart going for a little bit. But anywho, yeah. He he went from... <laughs> oh, the beauty and the joys of, of doing recording in random places. Stuff like that happens. Uh, anywho. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so it, it took a long time for, for Stephen Legou to learn how to read. And then even after that, it's like... God opened so many doors. I mean, 
it, it was crazy. You know, he 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 went to a uh, he went to a church. The church was like, you know, at this time, cultures of a lot of African churches were, hey, church is only on Sunday. So when they heard about him preaching on, you know, preaching on the streets um, throughout the week, they like, hey, you got to chill with that. You know what I mean? Um, but people were getting saved. He's preaching on the bus. People are getting saved on the bus. You know, he got beat up the first like two times, I think. If I remember correctly, he got beat up the first two times he tried to preach on the bus. And then when he would get off the bus, he would start preaching again because people would be asking him, you know, questions and or like be like, hey, keep going. And he'd keep going and, and people, they heard his they heard his story. They heard his truth. They heard how Jesus saved him. And they were like, can Jesus do that for me? So that, that's why I say I need all those things. I need I need a welcoming tone. I need to hear how you used to be. And how Jesus saved you. I need to hear, uh, what else did I say? I said I needed to hear, uh, 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 pardon me, the sanctification, right? I need to hear that. I need to hear that, that Jesus is going to work on me and keep working on me. It's not just a one, one-time thing. Um, and uh, I think those are like the three main things. But, yeah, man, if you ever come across somebody that, that's going crazy and they not, they ain't sounding too loving and welcoming like let them know like yo if you want me to hear this bro you got to change it up a little bit like give me give me your truth and what you think is true but how you saying it right now is just coming off wrong don't change the truth but how you saying it right now is coming off wrong i just want you to know that yeah i mean and if you're a believer and you hear another believer a person calling themselves a christian and they and they preaching like that like let them know bro i let them know what's good like you want to see them win people to to the kingdom be like, hey, my, my brother, my sister in Christ, uh, you ain't sounding too seasoned, my brother. You sounding real harsh and abrasive. Where, where's, where's your seasoning at? You feel me? You called to be salty. You just bitter. <laughs> you called to be salty and you're bitter, my boy. But anywho, man, that's it. Uh, I almost kept it to 30 minutes. I wanted to try and make it 30 minutes, but it's like, eh, I'm around 40-ish or whatever. But hey. It is what it is. Appreciate y'all for checking it out. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all... <laughs> I, ho- I hope after this, y'all run into, like, a street preacher and you're like, all right, let me let me see what he talk about. It did, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know. But it is what it is. Peace.